Hey, thanks everybody. Welcome. Welcome everyone to the Chief Financial Officer of the Year Awards for Business in Vancouver. I'm Kurt LaPointe. I'm the publisher and editor-in-chief of BIV. And we are, of course, on the unceded ancestral territory of this Coast Salish people, and we are grateful for the opportunity to be here. Um, I'm really glad I got out of sweatpants for the afternoon. I'm sure, uh, sure uh, I consulted a YouTube video to learn how to tie a tie again. It was really good. And the shoelace video was a little condescending, I thought. It was, uh, although I liked the sing-along with the animals, so it was really good. But I figured out everything. Um, and so today we're here to celebrate the six winners of our annual CFO Awards. And we're doing so, of course, in a much more modest setting than I think we would, uh, we would prefer. Lots of social distancing, um, many of us in masks, and uh, in a province that I think has been much more successful, um, more responsible than most in dealing with this unparalleled challenge to our business and to yours. Our winners today are uh, emblematic, though, of this success in dealing at the last number of months. And even though they, are, um, they were awarded before the pandemic, um, their leadership has been really more important than ever in these really uh, last several months and, and more, I think, as we recognize them today, not only for their accomplishments, but for their contemporary work in contending with COVID-19. Um, I had the privilege of interviewing each of them for our daily podcast in recent weeks. It's available on our site at BIV.com. And uh, their thoughts on their recent efforts are also in our newspaper this week, uh, in a print edition. And uh, there are copies, I hope, around uh, for you today. If not, uh, we'll get you one. Um, we're also, very, of course, very grateful for the sponsorship of today's events. Both TELUS and the Chartered Professional Accountants of British Columbia could have easily determined that a smaller event wasn't going to provide the same attention to their organizations. But they stayed the course. Uh, they backed their commitments today with their support of our gathering. And for that, I want to express our gratitude on behalf of our publication and our company. I'm also grateful that here at the Terminal City Club, uh, it has provided our facilities today at a very generous rate to ensure that we could uh, invite everybody freely, uh, serve food and drink that I think will go on until about 6 o'clock today, and celebrate the winners in a safe, respectful way. So let's, uh, let's get on with the ceremony. Our first recipient is in the Rising Star category, and here to present the award is Laurie Matheson. Laurie is the president and CEO of the Chartered Professional Accountants of British Columbia. This uh, CPABC is the training, governing, and regulatory body for more than 57,000 CPA members and 5,000 CPA students. Its mission is to protect the public by enforcing the highest professional and ethical standards and contributing to the advancement of public policy. Laurie, come on up. Thanks very much, Kirk. It really is great to be here. So we are so pleased to present the Rising Star Award to Greg Gutmanis, a diversified royalty corp. Greg is one of us, so to speak, a CPA who has guided one of Canada's most exciting and emerging companies in acquiring top-line royalties from well-managed, multi-location businesses and franchisors. Its partners include Air Miles, Nurse Next Door, and Sutton. He was chosen by the judges for his exceptional skill in guiding this tremendous publicly traded company with such vast potential. Greg is a graduate of the University of British Columbia and holds a CPA designation. He is also a chartered business valuator. 
please welcome to the stage Greg Gutmanis. Hello, thank you all. I'll keep it brief. I just wanted to say thank you for this honor. It is a privilege. Thank you to Business of Vancouver, the CPAs of BC. Um, thank you very much to Sean Morrison, our president, our president and CEO of our company, who nominated me and who I consider a mentor and appreciate that. Um, and most importantly, thank you very much to my wife, Samantha, who has uh, supported me in life and in general for quite some time. <laughs> thank you all. And that's all I'd have to say. Thank you. Really missing these handshakes and hugs here. It's just, jeez, <laughs> come on. Anyway, thanks a lot. Uh, Greg, congratulations. Uh, we're going to get photos taken as, uh, at the end of the event, I think, with uh, the presenters and uh, the winners. So we'll make sure that we get that done. Uh, our next category is a category for not-for-profit. Again, Laurie, come back to the stage. So our next recipient has shepherded the financial operation of one of our community's most significant foundations, BC Children's Hospital. The health of our children is a sign of our community's commitment to its future. But our hospitals depend not only on public funds, but on the commitment of donors. To manage this activity, a strong hand is needed financially for the team in its fundraising and in the management of the donations with which it is entrusted. Hitesh Kathari has been providing expert financial and strategic leadership to the foundation in his role overseeing its legal, financial, and administrative duties for more than five years as its vice president and chief financial officer. He has a bachelor's of commerce degree from the University of British Columbia and has held senior financial roles at Pacific Newspaper Group and Revy Home Centers. He has guided the foundation through growth and through challenges. Please welcome to the stage Hitesh Kathari. Thank you for those kind words, and um, if you'll indulge me, I do have a few uh, comments to make. Um, thank you, Business in Vancouver, for this award. I'm humbled by it, and thank you for the sponsors as well, CPABC and TELUS. Uh, my heartfelt congratulations to all of tonight's recipients. What a privilege to be in such wonderful company with people who have accomplished so much in their respective organizations. Um, throughout my career, I've been fortunate to work for progressive organizations, all of which share the core values which are so important to me. These values include integrity, respect, collaboration, and a desire to give back to the community. Now, most of my career has been in the for-profit sector, and I'm very thankful to have had the opportunity to finish my career at a not-for-profit organization, especially one as meaningful as BC Children's Hospital Foundation. What an incredibly important cause, and I'm very grateful to have had the chance to witness the passion and compassion of the team of caregivers, clinicians, and researchers supporting children and their families through some of the toughest times of sickness and injury. Now, I'm sure tonight I won't be the only one to tell you that success takes a team, and I'm not one to dwell on individual accomplishments. Um, I'm very proud of the team at BC Children's Hospital Foundation, and I share this award with all of them. In any organization, success is about its people, 
and our foundation is surrounded by people who make BC Children's Hospital the best it can be for the kids in this province. In addition to our staff, uh, we have an engaged and committed board and hundreds of dedicated volunteers that all contribute to our success. And we have over 120,000 donors that support the hospital every year. I am continually inspired by patient families who have been so profoundly challenged by their child's illness or injury, but still want to share their story to inspire support for the hospital. I'm always reminded of a particular patient's mother who said, BC Children's Hospital is the best place to be on the worst day of your life. The medical staff, researchers, and administrators give so much of themselves and constantly express their own gratitude for the specialized equipment, the research grants, and program support that donations enable. So together, we all have the privilege of helping BC's kids. The work we do at the foundation ensures the kids are treated as kids, while we help to find cures for childhood diseases and strive to prevent injury and illness from happening in the first place. I also want to thank my wife, Andrea, who has always supported me and encouraged me throughout my career. As she has dedicated her working life to public education, she takes joy in telling me that I've finally seen the light by switching from for-profit to not-for-profit. <laughs> and I'm so happy that she and my brother and my sister-in-law can be here with me tonight. Um, I feel lucky to have been with the foundation during the time that the state-of-the-art Tech Acute Care Center was opened in 2017, three years ago actually, to the day almost, and also the move of Sunny Hill Health Center, which provides rehabilitation for children, to our campus just a few months ago. Now, the campus is a one-stop location for acute care, mental health, research, rehab, and more. But our work is not done. We continue to try and recruit the best and brightest researchers and clinicians to come here in this very expensive province to provide the best care possible to the children of BC. We're also currently focusing on addressing some of the biggest health challenges facing our kids today. Devastating diseases and chronic illness such as type 1 diabetes, cancer, and pediatric mental health. And a business plan is being developed for a significant capital project on the Slocan lands in East Vancouver. This multi-purpose facility will be focused on providing children with complex conditions and their families with intermediary care they need as they learn how to transition their, for the care for their child from the hospital to the home environment. And lastly, in closing, I would like to leave you with a recent quote from Bharat Masrani, the head of TD Bank, who spoke about the pandemic and noted, we are all experiencing some level of personal or professional challenge, but collectively we are not powerless and better, a better tomorrow demands our attention today. As we make progress on the path toward recovery, those of us who have the means have an opportunity to support our communities and contribute to a more equitable recovery. So as we look forward, I leave you with two questions. If not us, who? And if not now, when? Will there be a more impactful time to support our communities? Thank you. Congratulations, Satesh, and thank you again. Laurie, we're going to bring you back to the stage once more for one more award in the large private category. Pinnacle Renewable Energy is one of our province's most innovative firms in the green economy. It is one of the world's leading producers of wood pellets used for thermal power. Andrea Johnston has been at CFO since early 2017 with a background of more than two decades in CEO, CFO, and senior finance roles. 
Prior to her role at Pinnacle, she was Chief Financial Officer of the Sol System Geovia, a 3D modeling software firm focused on the natural resource sector. Before that, she served as Chief Financial Officer of Ngrain, a provider of 3D simulation software. She has also served in senior positions at BC Hydro and Next Phase T&D Corporation. She is a director of uh, Bionic Power Inc. and sits on the advisory board for sustainable business for CPA Canada. Andrea is a CPA. Andrea is also a certified public accountant in Illinois and a certified business valuator. We are very proud to honor her as the recipient in the large private company category. Please welcome to the stage, Andrea Johnston. Thank you very much. And I, of course, first of all, want to thank our sponsors tonight uh, for getting us here together. Um, and uh, as, uh, as you mentioned, getting us out of our sweatpants and uh, able to dress up. But it's, uh, it's actually a real pleasure for me to see so many friends and business colleagues from, uh, from many years in business life and, and be able to celebrate together. Uh, I, of course, do have uh, some thanks that I want to offer. And uh, there's uh, two important women in my life that couldn't be here tonight, my two daughters. And, uh, and certainly they sacrificed a lot as they were growing up with their mom being uh, on the road to a head office in France or uh, heading up to pellet mills in northern BC um, and missing some important events in their life. But uh, so I, uh, I share this award with them. But of course, I also share this award with my father, uh, Mike Davis, who's uh, here with me tonight. And uh, you know, I think in the days before too many dads uh, would sit with their daughters and say, yep, yeah, you can be whatever you want. Uh, it doesn't have to be a, a nurse or a teacher, no offense, Andrea. <laughs> um, you can do whatever you want. And uh, he used to uh, take me to a blackboard downstairs and we'd do math problems together. So it was just, uh, it was great growing up in a household where uh, the opportunity was open to you. So uh, I thank you, Dad. Uh, and of course, uh, my husband, Michael Johnston, that's here with us. Uh, you bet he was at those school functions and helping the girls with homework and getting lunches put together for the next morning uh, when I was off on the road traveling, working late on month end, quarter end, and all those fun things that we, we do uh, all the time. Um, and then uh, Rob McCurdy, who's here. And Rob is the CEO of Pinnacle Renewable Energy until he uh, heads off in the sunset at the end of this week. Um, and Rob is somebody, uh, Hitesh talked about uh, being very pleased to work with uh, a business that shared his passion um, at this stage of his career. I was uh, very happy at Dassault Systems um, and head office in Paris. The business trips were actually pretty good at that point in time. Um, and I got approached about an opportunity to work with Rob. And Rob is a global leader in renewable energy. And uh, it's something that I've had a path, passion for for a long time. Although I've worked in software, it's been in natural resources and really finding ways that we can use sustainable solutions to, to solve some of the, the serious problems that the planet has. So Rob took a chance 
Um, we were nine months away from an initial public offering. A really important time, the CFO's pretty critical role. Um, and we, we had been a small private company and had a lot of work and growth to do to be ready to do that IPO. And not only was it great for me to share the passion and work with somebody with Rob's experience, but it was incredible learning, which again, at some stages of your career, you don't, you don't feel like you're learning every month and quarter end. But, uh, but you know, getting in front of investors, working with bankers, uh, understanding how the capital markets really worked and, and would, uh, would, how shareholders looked at value. Um, was a tremendous opportunity for me that uh, that I really appreciated. So thank you, Rob and uh, and Pinnacle, and uh, thank you to you all, and congratulations to the other award winners. Thanks, Andrea. Um, geez, I wish my mom had had a head office in Paris, so she wouldn't. <laughs> Wouldn't have got on a plane alone, I tell you. Um, anyway, listen, uh, thanks so much to CPABC for its support today. Congratulations, Andrea. And uh, now, it, our next three awards, uh, we're going to uh, do our best to introduce them virtually. Uh, Albert's going to nod his head to say we're looking okay. That's great. Um, Doug uh, uh, Scrimgeour is the sales director at uh, TELUS. As some of you may have heard of TELUS uh, in in the city, it's a company that's fairly well known, uh, but it's one of our country's, of course, leading telecommunications firms that provides a wide range of communications, entertainment, healthcare, video security, and collaborative solutions for consumers and businesses across Canada. We're grateful for Doug uh, to be able to join us by Zoom to present the final three awards. The first is in the small private company category. Doug, there you are, you're on your own. Thanks, Kirk. Tasktop Technologies is one of our province's most innovative companies driving operational advantages and offerings its value stream technology to transform software development and delivery. Tasktop has earned an exceptional reputation within business here and abroad for the quality of its technology used by more than 1 million worldwide, including 43 of the Fortune 100. Simon Bodymore guides its financial strategy and oversees its operational budgets. He is a fellow member of the Association of Chartered Certified Public Accountants in the United Kingdom. Please welcome Simon to the stage. Thanks, Doug. Okay, so I have a few words here. Uh, first one is, Mick, please stop filming me. Um, <laughs> thank you. I'm very honored to be here. I mean, I'm totally flattered that Mick, our CEO, took the time out to nominate me and also rope in a whole bunch of my colleagues and some of the other board members to put me forward for this. It's something that I certainly wouldn't have expected, and I struggle every day with actually wondering why people think I'm doing a good job. A little bit of insecurity there. Um, you know, I first heard about this or got the email from Kirk when I was in the middle of a board meeting, and it completely floored me. Now, this is a real lesson for me. Do not multitask in the middle of a board meeting in a remote world because I completely screwed up my next answer. Um, but it was a great surprise to have and something I really appreciated. But since then, I've been trying to work out what it is that really made people want to put me forward for this. And I'm still struggling. 
Um, but what it made me do was look at CFOs as a, as a kind of whole and go, well, what is it we do um, to the business? And we have this great program at Tastop. We're a small company. We have less than 200 people. So this, this program we have is every time we have a new hire come in, we introduce them to every member of management, and they get to sit down with us virtually now and ask us questions, and we just talk. And the hardest question I've had over the years is, what does a CFO do? And I've been asked this many, many times, and I truly don't know how to answer it. And I'm okay with that. You know, I think everyone here will realize that what we do depends on the day, and it's, it's a bit of everything. So, you know, that got me thinking. It's like, well, how do you sum that up? And I think what it really is, is it you, ha you adapt. You basically do whatever's necessary. You do whatever you have to do to help the company be successful. And I'm quite proud of doing that role. Um, of course, I couldn't do it on my own. Um, as everyone keeps on saying, it's the team behind you that, that get you there. And over the years, I've had the honor of working with some incredible people. Um, some of them multiple times in my career. One of them, Jali, who heads up my finance team now. I've worked with her multiple times. And her work every day makes me look good. Um, you know, without someone like that backing up the finance team, we'd have nothing. Um, other people, Paul Lee, I have to give a special mention to Paul. He, is, uh, he's the person that held the role Shelley has for a number of years up until he, uh, he got enticed away with a VP role. Um, he is probably one of the main drivers of why Mick put me forward, to be honest, um, because the finance team was running so well under Paul. But, uh, you know, I have a tremendous operations team, and I'm sorry they couldn't all be here on the off chance that they go and figure this out online and check, check it out. Um, I want them all to know that I just I couldn't do this without them. Um, and then working with someone like Mick, it's just, it's, it's great. He's Mr. Passion, Mr. Enthusiasm, and having someone such a visionary leader to follow just makes the job so worthwhile. So thank you to my operations team. Thank you to Mick for being a good boss. Um, and thank you to all the sponsors for making this, uh, this award and, and letting me stand up here and, uh, and feel really awkward. <laughs> Congratulations, Simon. Uh, and now we're going to go back to Zoom. And I think you're still there, Doug. There you are. Amy Lamb is the Executive Vice President, Corporate Services and CFO of the Chartered Professional Accountants of British Columbia, responsible for its finances and operations, along with its IT department and its people and culture, as well as external relations and communications. Like a lot of CFOs, a lot of duties. CPABC is responsible for the training and certification of CPA students, the regulation and professional development of its members, and the protection of the public through ethical standards. It has earned a superb rep reputation for trusted value systems in this vital area of public and fiduciary responsibility. Amy has a Bachelor of Commerce in Accounting from UBC and is a Chartered Professional Accountant. Please welcome to the stage, Amy Lamb. Good afternoon, everyone. I would like to thank Business in Vancouver for presenting me with this award. I am honored to accept it and humbled to join the distinguished company of my fellow honorees. And great to see Andrea live since we did the podcast together. Reflecting over the course of my career, I have been very privileged to have been involved with organizations with a mission and purpose that is greater than me. 
whether it was education for young women or children or the accounting profession. So receiving this recognition means a great deal to me as it means that in my own way, I have made an impact and contributed to those purposes. I have also been very fortunate to work with insightful boards and colleagues on the executive team who truly have my back. Lori Matheson, our CEO and president, and my fellow EVPs, Jamie Mitchley and Jan Sampson. And of course, I have to mention Sandy Parcher, manager of our executive office, who keeps us all in line. And it goes without saying that I would not be able to do my job without the tremendous contributions, commitment, and ingenuity of my team. So in short, they make me look good. And finally, a huge thank you to my family who are here today to celebrate this honor with me. I want to thank my husband, Ken Lowe, who is always there to support me. No questions asked, which allows me to lean into my career as much as I choose and I want to, as, as much as I want to. My daughters, Caitlin and Stephanie, who are also here, who holds me accountable to being true to my values. They are not shy with their opinions and their input, and they challenge me to live my life with purpose. So my family has been truly a source of inspiration and strength. When I reflect on the role of the CFO as uh, reflected by the previous recipient, particularly within our current environment that is characterized by change and volatility, I think there are three key critical success factors that will enable leaders to guide organizations successfully and strategically. First is a technological and innovative mindset. Adopting new technologies and innovative ways of working have been critical for CPABC's success, particularly during COVID. This mindset allowed us to pivot quickly to transition CPABC to remote work, adapt our programs and services, continue to serve and support our members, and most importantly, to continue to protect the public. I believe that the pandemic will have a profound impact on behavior, whether it is consumer behavior or employee behavior, that will last even in the post-pandemic world. So organizations that embrace innovation will be more agile, which will allow them to adapt quickly to changes in the environment. Second is data-driven decisions. With new changes and challenges facing us every day, we can't rely on decision-making processes that we have used in the past. We are living in unprecedented times, and making business decisions based on past information or trends may not be appropriate, because past information may not be relevant. With accelerated change, data and information becomes outdated very quickly, while at the same time, CFOs are pushed to make decisions more rapidly. We need to make decisions based on timely and reliable data that reflects a new reality. Availability of data has played a critical role in helping CPABC adapt quickly and effectively. And finally, and most importantly, supporting our people. Talent management and fostering resilience amongst our people have never been more vital. At the end of the day, it is our teams that we rely on to be innovative and successfully deploy our strategies that will allow our organizations to thrive. At CPABC, we have created a culture of collaboration, openness, and innovation. These qualities have helped us to face challenges and change with resilience and we must continue to support these qualities so that we can lead our organizations to meet the future with success. So in closing, I would once again like to thank Business in Vancouver,
for presenting me with the BC CFO Award and for the opportunity to reflect on my career and my continued service at CPABC and to the accounting profession. Thank you. Thanks, Amy. That was a lovely speech and uh, a little disturbed by the no questions thing. The, like the, the no questions ever really, Ken? Like no questions? <laughs> I, yeah, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> Maybe she just didn't hear them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have to get into therapy with you. Um, anyway, one more time with uh, Doug. I am pleased to present this award to Don Matheson, the Vice President and CFO of UBC Properties Trust for 24 years, during which the endowment lands have blossomed into a multi-billion dollar community that houses tens of thousands of residents and students. It features one of the province's most beautiful places to live and play, a community that optimizes its land and assets to achieve both the academic and community goals of its place and promise mandate. Its endowment is expected to reach $2 billion over the next two decades. Dawn has been instrumental in creating the community and shepherding its growth to make UBC a sustainable tier one institution. Please welcome to the stage, Dawn Matheson. All right, thank you, Business Vancouver TELUS and the BC CPAs. It really is an honor to see this recognition. Uh, when I knew I was being nominated for this award, I spent some time reflecting back on my career, and I thought about all the job opportunities and mentors I had and was exposed to, and I was filled with a sense of gratitude. Uh, upon graduating from university, I had several job offers from the big four firms, or as known back then, the big eight. Um, and I chose KPMG because I heard they had the biggest or the strongest development program. Those few years were hard. Um, you know, it was my first office job, there was overtime, there was pressure for billable hours, uh, and the dreaded T1 pool. Uh, it was a grueling three years, but when I look back on it, I don't know if Amy, if you agree, Amy and I article together, uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything because it helped me develop a sense of professionalism, a strong work ethic, and how to prioritize. And these skills set me up for my future success. Uh, when I decided to leave KPMG, I considered all the different industries I was exposed to at KPMG, and I decided to focus on real estate. Vancouver is one of the most beautiful cities in the world, and I thought this industry would be amazing, and I was right. I was fortunate enough to get my first job at Bentall. Here I met Janice Como and John Reese, and I was exposed to a world of office development and leasing. I stayed at Bentall for four years, and then I heard of an opportunity at a small company called UBC Properties Trust. For those of you who are not familiar with UBC Properties Trust, we're a wholly owned subsidiary of the university, specifically set up to optimize the land values of uh, the surplus land assets of the university. Since it was formed 30 years ago, the endowment has grown by $1.6 billion. And if you haven't been out to UBC lately, uh, massive surface parking lots have been transformed into residential neighborhoods. But it's not just about housing and the endowment value, it's about creating community. And we've built a new high school, there's 12 neighborhood parks, there's community centers, there's two village centers, which support shops and services for the, uh, the 15,000 people who live there on a daytime basis. It's about the same size as Squamish. We're presently on our fourth neighborhood, and with two more to go, 
we expect the build out to be in 2040. The endowment is going to be close to $5 billion instead of $2 billion, what he said there. Uh, in addition to the residential community building, in 2001, UBC recognized our ability to deliver projects on time and on budget. And they said, you know, we kind of want you to get involved on our academic buildings on, on the campus. So since then, we have project managed 12 million square feet of academic and student housing with a construction value of about 3.9 billion. So between 2008 and 2015, we were probably the largest developer in Canada that nobody ever heard of. Uh, during my tenure at UBC Properties, I've been exposed to some of the most recognizable players in the industry on our board. We have members such as Bob Lee and Jim Houston, Randy Zion, uh, Rob McDonald, Sandra Colley, the list goes on. I've learned so much from them and I'm inspired by them every day to help create the development landscape of our city. So reflecting back on this, I, I felt a sense of gratitude. Uh, what an amazing industry to be a part of in an amazing time in Vancouver. There's two people I'd specifically like to thank. Uh, first of all is the previous CEO, Al Potker, who I worked for 24, for 20 years before his retirement. Al was truly a mentor to me and he gave me the freedom to do my job and elevated the way I think. I'd also like to thank uh, my current CEO, Aubrey Kelly, for nominating me and for being committed to helping our entire team at UBC Properties perform at a higher level. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Congratulations, and uh, thanks so much to Doug for participating via Zoom today. Uh, we hope to see you in person in short order. Our event today has been, of course, scaled back, uh, but I hope everyone is going to join us again when we can do this on a larger scale. Uh, I hope next time, next year, um, in a more formidable event. Uh, we miss these large gatherings, as you know, and, uh, but we're grateful for the smaller opportunities to share stories, meet, celebrate, have some lovely food and drink, and uh, we're going to get all back in due course. Um, I want to thank, uh, particularly for this event, uh, one of our managers, Chris Wilson, for assembling everybody here today, to Albert Van Sanford, who's uh, had to uh, work with Zoom and streaming and uh, making sure that we're recorded well so that we can eventually get this up on our website. Thank them both. And of course, uh, thanks to the Terminal City Club uh, and its effort today to you know, keep us in safe distance, social distance, but still very sociable. And of course, our sponsors, CPABC and TELUS, without whom we wouldn't be able to present these awards to six wonderful recipients. I hope you'll stay, mingle for a little while. Now we're going to get some pictures taken of our winners, and uh, we'll enjoy some socially distant conversation for the next, well, the next 45 minutes or so anyway. Uh, thank you, winners, for your work. Thank you, everyone at home uh, for watching, and uh, thanks, everyone, today for being here. Stay safe, stay well. <laughs>